What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. Sixers return to Philly tonight to play the Phoenix Suns, Suns 3-12, under uh, Igor, Igor Kokoshkov in his first year of coaching the team. They are led by, obviously, uh, number one overall pick, rookie DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and other number uh, uh, number 10 overall pick, Mikhail Bridges, who the Sixers traded to them for Zaire Smith and, and a future first-round pick via the Miami Heat. Um, Suns three and twelve overall, zero and six away. Sixers eleven and seven overall, and eight and zero at home. So it looked as if um it was a pretty good chance Sixers would win this game, but for a while it was in question, and that was mostly because Devin Booker, who has always had a knack for lighting the Sixers guards up, continued to do so tonight. I was at the game last year where he dropped 46 on the Sixers in a, in, a, in a Suns win. And it was at that point where you just kind of realized that one of the the glaring holes for the Sixers was how do they combat a dynamic guard or wing player like like a Booker or like a Tatum when they're at, when, when the guy is athletic, he can beat you off the dribble and he can shoot. And he had 46 against them last year. He had 37 against them tonight. With, along with eight assists. Um, he did foul out in 36 minutes. However, his, he performed tremendous, but not in a winning effort. Suns led by as many as 15 points in the first quarter. I believe they led 36-21 to 21 at one point. Sixers closed it out a quarter on a 5 nothing run to make it 36-26. Uh, they then were down five heading into halftime, 62 to 57. They came roaring back in the third, taking a five point, uh, taking, taking a six point lead, um, going into the fourth and they led by 10 much of the way throughout the second half. Um, the fourth quarter, they got outscored by a point, although it was really not even that close. It just took, it was a couple of desperation threes late in the game by Mikhail Bridges to bring it within touching distance. But in the end, the Sixers made their free throws down the stretch and they closed out a win at home to move to 9-0 at home, 12-7 and overall, 119-114 the final. Um, for the Sixers, the starters were Wilson Chandler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Joe, uh, Jimmy Butler, um, and other than Wilson Chandler, who played 31 minutes and was supposed to be on a 27-minute restriction and had two points early in the first quarter, um, the starters were tremendous. Embiid led the way in this game, 33 points on 23 shots, 17 rebounds, three steals, one block. He did have six turnovers and four fouls. So although he was tremendous on the, on, on the, on the glass and scoring-wise, the fouls were an issue, and I mean, not not a tremendous issue. They just kind of piled them up late in the game, um, and it's going to happen with a big, but the six turnovers are a problem. You don't want him to regress to old habits and old ways and sort of 
uh, regress all the prod progress he's made since last year with the turnovers. Um, but it could have just been an, anom- an anomaly game against the, a, against maybe a weird matchup in Aiton for him and a very sort of athletic long team in the Suns. Um, it's just something to keep track of as games go on. But he was clearly the, the, the big difference in this one for the Sixers, 33.17 rebounds. Um, ben Simmons came one, ass- one assist shy of a triple-double, 19 points. On 13 shots, he did miss five of his six free throws, 11 rebounds, nine assists, one steal, four turnovers, two fouls. Um, turnovers for him still an issue, but he is the the primary and dominant ball handler. So you sort of gonna have to take the free take to turnovers to get the production that you want out of him. JJ Redick, 27 minutes, 17 points on 13 shots, two made threes, four rebounds, three assists. Um, he. Continues to do J.J. Redick things, giving you 17 points from the shooting guard spot. Um, he loves I – th- I think he's really developed that little, that little pump fake on, on the three-point line and then immediately duck in and, and stroke, stroke along too. He, he's really developed that in his time here in Philly, and it's become a very consistent weapon for him. Um, I would love to see a little more pickup on his threes. He is uh, – he, he made two of six tonight. Uh, good for thirty three percent. Obviously, I'd like to pick that up and bring that up to forty percent, just to add some another an extra element of shooting to this team that I know he can provide. Off the bench, or sorry, Jimmy Butler, thirty two minutes. He did play less minutes tonight. I think that was sort of Brett Brown's goal that maybe the Sixers could handle the Suns without playing him heavy minutes. Um, and it really, I mean, I was at the game. I was sitting courtside, so it but it, it really felt like he wasn't in for a lot of the game, which obviously that's false because he played 32 of the 48 minutes, 16 points on nine shots, eight of eight from the free throw line, three rebounds, one assist, two steals. Um, and he just continued to be a tremendous, tremendous um, veteran leader for this team. We know how skilled he is, obviously. And he really helped out on the offensive side of things in the last couple games. Tonight sort of took a step back and not not like – in the sense that he underperformed, but he sort of just let let the other guys show out. He kind of felt he got he kind of got the got the feeling that it was Embiid night as the game progressed. That he sort of said, "Okay, this will this will be those guys' nights, and then I'll have my night eventually at some point when the team calls upon me." Um, but his defense on Booker was tremendous. Booker struggled struggled mightily in the second half from distance, and I, a lot of that I thought had to do with having to sort of use energy to get past Butler and beat him off of screen and beat him. Um, over screens and just to work to get just yet, but but uh, Booker had to work to get himself open, and the way that Butler stays energized on offense on the on the defensive side and stays down in his stance and just never lets up, I think that made a big difference for Devin Booker's second half tonight. So kudos to Jimmy for impacting the game defensively, um, when the offensive numbers were not subpar, but they were not what you would think of when you think of a superstar. Um, Mike Muscala. And Landry Shamit led the way off the bench. 23 minutes, 19 points for Mescala on six shots. 9 of 11 from the free throw line. Two made threes, five rebounds. Uh, no turnovers, three fouls. So a really nice game for, for Mescala. If they can get anything close to that for him on a nightly basis, that'll really help the bench a ton. Landry Shamit, 21 minutes, 9 points on two made threes. One assist. Um, no turnovers. 
like I've said a million times, I'm gonna say it again. Whatever you can get out of him off off of your bench as a, as a late first round pick rookie is tremendous. Nine points um, in a five point win is it, it makes a big difference. Mir Johnson six points for and four rebounds in uh, sorry sorry zero points four rebounds in six minutes. I think the idea I think that idea was that it was not a good matchup for him to go up against Aiton, and then they had the backup be Rashawn Holmes is who is light years more athletic than 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 Johnson is. So I can sort of see why he played less minutes tonight. Markel Fultz was really disappointing, I thought. Seven minutes, no points, one rebound, one assist, one turnover, three fouls. Um, it just looked like he wasn't in it tonight. It, uh, he was not shooting at all. He was deferring on easy, on easy looks. And so Brett Brown, I think, Noticed that too, and immediately took him out of the game in, in the middle of the first half, and he didn't see the floor again. T.J. McConnell then took over those minutes for Fultz, nine minutes, two points for him, one rebound, one assist, two steals. Um, whenever T.J. comes into the game, the crowd is just energized, and I think emotionally he has a huge impact on this team. Obviously, his defense is outstanding. He is just a very high energy, high motor defensive guard. He'll 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 guard you from the inbound to the to, to the other end of the court, and he's not going to let up. So it's a really a difficult it's a task for for other guards to to, to sort of wear him down and and, and beat him. Um, and I, it appears as though Brett Brown might be deciding in the near future to take Fultz out of the rotation and give those minutes to TJ. Because if we're in if we're in if we're in the business of winning, and not in the business of nurturing, which I think we are in the business of winning, I think the right move is to take Fultz out of the lineup, and put TJ in because TJ's defense is 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 way 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 better, and he could probably provide you a little more on offense even though Fultz is more athletic. Fracon Corkmas was awful tonight. Two points in sixteen minutes, um, one of five from the field. No made threes for him. Four assists, three rebounds, one foul, two turnovers. It just looked like he was overmatched out there on all, on all angles. And um, obviously, Red Brown thought so too because he only played sixteen minutes. I think that I think that they're trying to sort of see what they have in him, and if nothing else, they're just boost his trade value so they can get him out of town for someone who might be on a non-contender who can contribute heavily. Um, Sixers shoot forty nine percent from the field. They only made six threes tonight and shot 27% from three, so not a good showing from the long distance for them. Um, they made less than 75% of their free throws, 31 to 42. So both of my keys to winning fell short tonight. Um, but I think the difference lies in the free throw differential. Sixers shot and made 18 more free throws than the Suns did. Um and that is going to be a huge difference in any game. And so while they made seven fewer threes, they made 18 more f- more free throws. And I think um, that sort of spells the difference for, 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 for this game. Um, Suns, I think I thought the biggest statistical difference in this game that made a huge impact other than the free throws, was rebound differential. Sixers out-rebounded the Suns by 22 rebounds. 
and defensively they're outrebounded on them by 14. So that means that a lot of the times the Suns are not getting second-chance looks. It was one and done, and the Sixers were limiting, limiting, limiting them to one look in one shot, which is tremendous. That's 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 some that's that's a huge um, help to your team in any game to get that kind of differential in rebounding, especially on the off- on the on the defensive glass. Um, the Sixers committed six more turnovers than the Suns did, um, but committed seven fewer fouls. So, I think that. Um, in some ways, that kind of balances out because you're not bailing them out with dumb fouls, um, even though you are committing turnovers. So it's like you're not giving them sort of sort of like a double hit. You're you're not shooting yourself in the foot twice. Is essentially what I'm trying to say. Um, overall, I thought that this was one of the better executed games from the Sixers on both ends. They were down. Fairly big early on in the game, they came back, um, and it sort of felt from the beginning like they were flat, like they were playing down to the Suns, and it was a really it was refreshing to see them sort of regroup at halftime, and to come out and execute on both sides of the ball, and beat a team that they should be beating without question. Um, I thought it showed some maturity that they understood the point, the situation they were in, and they and they didn't let themselves get too far in their sort of in sort of this relaxed state, and they sort of buckled down and focused, and then won the game. Um, I thought they did a great job in de- in defensively in their comeback. Obviously, the obviously the the, the shots were not as consistent tonight as you would like them to be, especially relative to the Suns tonight. Three made, three, three fewer made field goals overall, and seven made threes uh, fewer. But defensively, the Sixers got a lot of blocks. They forced the Suns into a lot of tough shots. And I thought as a result, they were able to sort of build that momentum, make timely buckets, and then get their crowd energized, and then in turn get themselves energized to lead this comeback. Um, other than that, there's really not much to say. It's, it's a little difficult to break down more, more thoroughly a game that you attend um, compared to a game that you watch on, on, te- on television. But... I thought that this was probably the Sixers' best, maybe probably one of their best games of the year in terms of how they sort of made in-game adjustments, um, made some changes at halftime, and then came out and just executed on both ends. Um, they didn't get down on themselves. They didn't get too frustrated. Brett Brown, I thought, did a great job calling timeouts at the right time. Um, I didn't really notice his rotations tonight. But, again, it, it didn't really matter because they were pretty much, in the, pretty much in control of things throughout the second half. Um, one thing I would say is obviously the turnovers should come down 
this, there's no way that a team this young, like, like the Suns, should be turning the ball over six times fewer than you are. And I, I think that Embiid's three-point attempts should come down by at least two. That would be ideal. Just because if you gear yourself to the basket instead of taking threes, you're going to give yourself, especially a guy in Embiid's, Embiid's body and skill set, why not... Why settle for a three when you when you when you can probably when you can almost guarantee yourself a two, in in most matchups, so, I think for the sake of efficiency. And for the benefit of the team, it would probably make sense for him to take those to take a, a couple fewer threes per game, and. Foot and try and try sort of try to get himself to the basket, in almost every situation. Obviously, I have a ton of love for Embiid. He's the greatest player. I've ever had the pleasure of watching on the Sixers. Um, that was the one thing I could critique about him, especially the threes and the turnovers. Um, but, oh yeah, one more thing I want to talk about. It, it's become very evident that Ben Simmons, part of the problem why he can't shoot is that he's shooting mechanically is, is just way, way flawed. Um, one of six from the free throw line tonight. The um, his his elbow was largely out to the side and angled off. His side spin, he, he the ball was spinning sideways, so he was essentially resting the ball in his palm. And I think mechanically his jump shot is very flawed, because no one ever taught him how to properly shoot, and I think as a result that's probably why he can't shoot. And I think a couple of months in the off season in the gym, working on that shot and rebuilding it would do him a tremendous justice. And would turn him into a, a superstar on the on the spot. He's just that close, he's just that good. I thought the Sixers did a great job tonight, not forcing the issue in terms of it. in terms of offense. They waited for the right look that they wanted. They slowed things down. Um and they were patient. There was a lot of excellent ball control and 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 sort of chemistry on the court. There were a couple of plays where Embiid, um, where, 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 where players knew where Embiid would be and just fed him a, fed him a pass that was a bit in front and he just finished it for an easy slam. And there were a lot of great dives to the basket from a variety of players cutting and, and, and finishing. Um, and I think that overall the game was just a really a good showing of athleticism from both teams. I would like to have seen the game be a little more of a blowout because the Sixers are capable of doing that against this team, but I'm not going to complain too much because a, a win is a win, and that's what we're that's what we're here for is to win games. So with that, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode tonight, but the Sixers will play again on uh, on Wednesday at home versus the Pelicans, looking to expend extend that uh, home winning streak to the end of the year. It's time to know. And improved to thirteen and seven. We will be here for the post game um, show following the final buzzer. Before I sign off for the night, as per usual, a couple of words from my sponsor. Do you like shotgunning beer and want to increase your shotgun time at parties? Go check out the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It's also a top tap, bottle opener, tap puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. 
Check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra with a K. 10% discount on all Cobra products. Enter the code Dress the Cobra 10, all caps, all one words, all one word. Pick up yours today. The fee to Embiid and its name is presented is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the fee to Embiid without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the fee to Embiid 2018. Once again, the Sixers win it 119-114 to move to 9-0. Um at home this time against the Phoenix Suns. They'll be they'll be playing again on Wednesday against the New Orleans Pelicans in Philadelphia. We will be here after the final buzzer for the post game show. Thank you for tuning in and have a and have a great night.